course, someone was always disappointed. No matter what lengths I went to, someone didn't get the aha gift they were counting on. Or I couldn't show up for a friend because I was already showing up for another friend. Or despite my 12 different kinds of Christmas cookies and three or four cakes and pies, someone commented, oh no, where are the peanut butter blossoms? about how you can savor and not just survive motherhood. How would you like to be less frazzled, more calm, scream less, respond more, and exchange autopilot living for more joy? Sound good? As we journey together, you'll explore how to know, love, and accept yourself today to clear the path towards your dreams, hopes, and visions for tomorrow. But we're not just going to chat, we're going to take action. Through conversations, power sheets, and visual tools like vision boards, we're taking simple steps to go from where you are on this journey to where you want to be. I'm your host, Elise Daly-Parker, a certified life coach, writer and speaker, mom of four, and spouse for 37 years. Through this podcast, I'll share hands-on tools, practices, and resources, along with lots of encouragement to empower you to savor, not just survive, this busy season of life with clarity, confidence, and calm. Thanks for joining me. I'm so delighted you're here. Well, hello, Mama, who may have had her share of disappointing Christmases. Welcome to the third episode in a series called Cultivating Christmas Calm, how to have a holiday season you actually enjoy. You might want to go back and listen to episodes six and seven. Those are two under 15-minute episodes that will help you navigate a calmer and happier holiday season. I'm the mom who worked way too hard to make everyone in my family's Christmas wishes come true. Anybody else? In a nutshell, I bought way too many gifts, wrapped every single one down to the candy in the kids' stockings, and collapsed into bed at about 4 a.m. Christmas morning because of it. I did all the things, showed up at classroom parties, baked for them, shared the Christmas story, attended every assembly, special church services, events, and activities, cut down our own Christmas tree, listened to episode seven, hosted Christmas for more than 25 people, and I even did all that the year I had a two-month-old. I bedecked every inch of my home, including the bathrooms, sconces, chandeliers, fan poles. You get the idea. And don't get me wrong, I loved most of it. The problem was that I believed subconsciously that if I didn't do it all, Christmas would be disappointing to me, someone I loved, or even a member of the community who seemed to need me. So in an effort to avoid disappointing anyone, Christmas was exhausting and depleting. Recovery took a week at least. Please tell me I'm not alone. Oh, and by the way, of course, someone was always disappointed. No matter what lengths I went to, someone didn't get the aha gift they were counting on. Or I couldn't show up for a friend because I was already showing up for another friend. Or despite my 12 different kinds of Christmas cookies and three or four cakes and pies, someone commented, oh no, where are the peanut butter blossoms? Now, I've already asked you some questions that will help 
You determine the highest priorities for you, mama, so you have a Christmas you enjoy. (laughs) Are you getting my emphasis on you? I'm talking about you, not your husband, not your children, you. I'll restate them in case you need a reminder right about now. One, make sure you know at least one thing that defines Christmas for you. Fill in the blank. It isn't Christmas unless. It isn't Christmas without. It isn't Christmas until. Question number two, what matters most to you at Christmas? Is it a feeling, a tradition, a concept, a service? Make sure you make this part of your holiday plan. And number three, is there an event, outing, or activity that's essential to this being a happy holiday for you? Put it on the calendar. And hopefully you've discovered the one word that can make this your happiest holiday season yet. That word is, drumroll please, No. Say no to one or two or 10 things that really aren't that high on your happy Christmas list. Now I want to return to the topic of disappointment. Often our disappointments in life are based on dashed expectations. We have something in mind and we may not even know it, but when our reality doesn't match up with that picture in our minds, we feel disappointed. I'd like to suggest a few things you can do this Christmas to manage expectations so they don't lead to disappointment. Let's start with gift giving. Do you have a plan for your family gift giving? Years ago, I went to a workshop led by a woman named Kay Willis. She led a national parenting support organization called Mothers Matter. Can I get an amen? And she wrote a book called Are We Having Fun Yet? I'm sure her message would resonate today, though her book is 23 years old and Kay passed in 2001. Her obituary states, Mrs. Willis regarded bringing up baby as the most important job anyone could have. One of her central messages was that in order to take good care of children, parents must take good care of themselves. I'm going to repeat that. In order to take good care of children, parents must take good care of themselves. Parenthood, said Kay, was to enjoy, not just to endure. Sounds a lot like savor, not just survive, motherhood. This woman was so full of wisdom about the mom life. She raised 10 children of her own. I remember she had a formula for Christmas gift giving. At the time, that was a novel idea. Well, I always tried to make sure everyone got an even number of gifts or at least an equal value, but actually coming up with a formula... K had chosen the rule of five, as I recall. Here's more on the rule of five, along with some other ideas to simplify gift giving. One, adopt a gift rule for your kids and spouse. The rule of four is buy something they want, the aha, something they need, something to wear, and something to read. Rule of five, or the Willis rule in my mind, adds something to do. And the rule of seven incorporates something for me, a personalized gift like a piece of jewelry, scrapbook, picture book, or collage. Very personal gift. Plus, a gift for the whole family, an outing, activity, or board game. Number two, determine a budget for your Christmas gift giving that includes your kids, spouse, and other family members. And then stick to that budget, often allotting an amount that grows a bit with the age of your kids. Number three, opt for a family gift exchange. I used to love getting gifts for all my family members, parents, siblings, nieces, and nephews. But that adds up to an awful lot of time and money. Eventually, we tried some variations on the 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 put-the-names-in-the-hat idea. 
We had one name per household, and each household picked another household's name. Another time, we put all names in a hat, and each person picked just one name. Having a gift-giving plan leads to you, your kids, spouse, and other family members having clear expectations of what they're getting for Christmas. It also helps you with decision-making, and it keeps gift-giving from spiraling out of control. Another idea for managing expectations and avoiding disappointment is to have a little celebrating the holidays family meeting. Keep this meeting to 15 to 30 minutes at the most. You don't want your kids dreading family meetings. (laughs) Ask me how I know. We tended to make them too long and had too many items on the agenda. That's a discussion for another day. Just let the kids know you're going to talk about celebrating Christmas, so it's going to be fun. Grab a piece of paper and pen, your family calendar, or use a whiteboard if you have that. Now just settle in for a few minutes and go around the room or the table and ask each family member to share about their favorite holiday tradition. If it gets too chaotic, be sure and have a talking spoon. Or for Christmas, you could grab a fun seasonal item like an elf, pine cone, or a small Santa. If you don't know about a talking spoon, well, maybe you didn't have as boisterous a family as I did. Simply grab a wooden spoon or other item, and the person who's holding the spoon has the floor. Everyone gets their turn that way. If you're willing, invite new ideas. If some ideas are unrealistic, Disney World, for example, redirect to some of your past traditions and invite something like that. Write down everyone's top choice, and you'll end up with a list of musts the family can enjoy together, with the understanding that any additional events, treats, or activities are extra and not guaranteed. Now finally, and probably most importantly, or definitely most importantly, don't forget the reason for the season. I know it's a cliche, but it's also the truth. When we focus on presents, activities, traditions, and events that don't include Jesus, we miss the point of this sacred season and the opportunity for our families to go a little deeper in faith. You don't have to make it complicated, but do something that keeps Jesus and his birth the center of the celebration. Here are a few simple ideas. One, have an Advent wreath. This is one of our musts for Christmas. Our church holds a family wreath-making activity to kick off Advent. The wreath is in the center of our kitchen table the whole season long. We hold a candlelighting ceremony every night, almost, and we also have a short reading each day. Number two, give each child a Jesus-themed Advent calendar, with or without the chocolate behind each little paper flap, that often has a Bible verse of the day. One of my favorites is Anne Voskamp's The Wonder of the Greatest Gift. Number three, choose an Advent family devotional or book. One in our family library is Madeline Langle's The 24 Days Before Christmas. If you Google, you'll find out more about the above, the wreath, the calendars, the books. Um, And you can also ask your friends. A lot of people have great ideas on what what to do about that. Listen, I know it can be hard to slow down enough to be intentional about Christmas, but I promise you it is worth the effort. Your Christmas will be more calm and bright. Lord, I lift up this precious mama today. Will you free her up to have a happy Christmas this year? Help her to find the space to do the things that bring her and her family joy. Give her clarity and confidence to make decisions and plans that guide her to a calm and beautiful holiday season. Please, Lord, meet this mom right where she is in the middle of her busy life. Show this mama you hear the cries of her heart. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thanks for joining me here on the Mom Vision Podcast. I think you're going to love my new devotional journal, Unshakable Peace in an Unsteady World. You can pick up a copy through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and more. I've also got a free download for you, 12 powerful scriptures to settle your heart and mind so you can experience more peace. You'll find the link in my show notes at elisedailyparker.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you again soon.